Hey, you guys, and welcome to our first episode of a new podcast we like to call Just a Bit Dramatic. I'm one of your hosts, Arden. And I'm Hannah. And today we're going to do a fun little thing called an advice column where basically we give you our unsolicited advice. And you might be asking, what makes you guys qualified to give us advice on these topics? And I'm so glad that you asked. Um, I'm in school to be a therapist, so that's kind of the end goal for me. Definitely not like super professional in that aspect yet, but I'm trying to be. So I'll be giving you the most heartfelt advice that I can and hoping that it's helpful to you guys. I'm Hannah, and I am studying to work for a nonprofit one day. I like to write, and so I want to do communications for nonprofits. That doesn't relate to advice, though. What brings me to this table is that I have a lot of bad dating experiences. I know how to pick them, and so I have lots of stories that I can share so that hopefully someone doesn't have to go through what I did. Yeah, she's not lying either, so you guys just (laughs) buckle up and get ready for the ride. We have a very dating-heavy advice column today, too, just for the forewarning and... We are both single ladies coming at you, so obviously like, we know all there is to know about dating, and we can't wait to get into it. Okay, I think we're just going to get straight into it because we have a short episode today just to kick it off. But the first thing we have for advice is, what is the best alternative to ghosting? Ooh, I like this question because I am someone who has both been ghosted and ghosted others, which I know is a bit shady, and mm-hmm. I'm not proud of it. I would say that ghosting is only okay if you're on, let's say, a dating app or something and you've never met the person and you don't have any plans of actually meeting them. Yeah, I agree, too. I think that's my philosophy with it also is that if you haven't met them in person, I don't think there's any pressure to have to tell them that you like don't want to continue things. Like It's pretty casual if you met online, online dating or something like that. I don't think that there's an expectation to end things in a more, I don't know, formal way, I guess. Um, but I think like what I would say is that like if you don't want to be ghosted, if you hate it when guys ghost you, then like don't do that to a guy, especially if it's like something that like meant more to you, like a longer relationship than just online. Like I'm referring to like if you went on a date or something, I think that you kind of owe them the respect that you would want in return if you were in that situation. And like maybe he thought it went better than you did. And I think that it shows more about you as a person if you are the one saying hey I just didn't think it went super great or like you know like we just weren't vibing you can keep it nice like don't be rude obviously but I think that I would do what I would want in return and so that's just kind of like what I feel like on that should I tell a ghosting story (laughs) yeah go for it okay I have one story of bad communication and one story of good communication we'll start with the bad Um, A few months ago, I went out with a guy for about a month. We went on two dates, and we talked all the time in between. He said a lot of things about wanting to be in a relationship, and I thought it was pretty serious. But after our second date, he said, good night, I'll talk to you tomorrow, and never talked to me again. We hate that. We hate it. (laughs) So at that point, I think that when you've gone on actual dates with someone and also promised them and, like, made a connection with them, definitely send a clarifying text message. Now he's dating someone in my sorority, so that's really fun for me. We love to see it, ladies. (laughs) I saw him at formal. (laughs) I say, you know, when in doubt, just be respectful. Mm -hmm. Be kinder. It's always better to be the more kind person in that aspect. You're never going to regret being too kind, I wouldn't say. so. Agreed. I think that I've never regretted being nice to someone, but I have regretted being rude. Yeah, for sure. 
Okay. Alrighty. Hit me with another one, Arden. <laughs> yeah, we're going to bring us into the next question because we don't have too long with you guys. So the next one is going to be, how can I be happy being single during Valentine's Day and just in general? I think this is a really important question, something that probably hits home for both of us. Yeah, so both of us are single right now. So we definitely understand the struggle of it being Valentine's Day and everything being love-themed and people being happy on Instagram, which can just suck. Um, I would say that celebrate Valentine's Day with your friends. Celebrate it with yourself, too. I love Valentine's Day despite being single because I love pink. I love chocolate. There's a lot of fun stuff about Valentine's Day that you don't need a partner to celebrate. I would say do something special for yourself. Get yourself flowers. Get your friends flowers. I think that it can be hard to struggle with comparison during this season, especially because it's everywhere and it's really easy to do. But anytime you catch yourself feeling upset or feeling like you wish that you had a partner right now, I would say to sit back and think about the things in your life that might have been harder if you did have a partner. That's something that I've been Mm -hmm. focusing on recently is that yes, having a partner is great in some ways, but also it can be limiting, especially when we're in college. And I barely have time to spend with my friends, and so it's kind of nice that on a Friday night, I can just go out with my friends and have a good time and not have to worry about someone else. So it's kind of something to consider when you catch yourself falling into that mindset that being single is the worst thing ever, because I think that sometimes the grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. That's true, to think about the other aspect of things, because there is a lot of things that come with singleness that are great, and like you can spend more time with friends and family. And that's something that might not be as much of a luxury whenever you are in a relationship. Not that you can't do those things, but you have someone else to focus on. Um, But I'd say, like, I'll kind of take the other side and say that I'm not a huge Valentine's Day person. Like, I like Galentine's. Like, we can do stuff with my friends. I love that. But definitely comparison is super hard for me on Valentine's Day. And I'd say number one piece of advice is don't go on Instagram the whole day. Like, you know you're going to be seeing all the couples on there and, like, People are getting engaged now, and, like, that's just a fun time to be in in college when we're, like, almost seniors now. So there's going to be a lot of that, I'm guessing, around Valentine's Day. And I would just say, you know, don't stay on Instagram the whole day. Like, you know, take a break from social media because comparison is going to be really hard on those platforms, especially around this time. And um, I would say, like, just surround yourself with people who you love. And that doesn't have to be a guy. It can be all of your best girlfriends and, like, go do something fun go to a restaurant and like get all cute take some pictures like do whatever makes you feel happy in that moment and I think just like surrounding yourself with people that are going to help you feel your best is really helpful um but also I'd say my number one piece of advice for like just singleness in general not even around Valentine's Day is go to God about that and I'd say that's something that I'm trying to be like really um good about in this season of my life is just being like very thoughtful in my prayers to him about that and just like being honest about where I'm at one of the best pieces of advice I can offer honestly about being single is that I did this a couple days ago Um, I was journaling and I just decided to write down all the reasons why I wanted a relationship and just was super honest with myself and so I let myself get very honest like I want to love someone or like I want to be loved or I'm jealous of other people that are in relationships or like whatever the reason was and just like let myself get as deep as I needed to and that was really cool to just like see where I'm coming from from a place of like single and not wanting to be sometimes and then also what I ended up doing was looking at those reasons and then trying to tie it into scripture of how God can fill that need for love and that was something I would highly recommend to anybody that's struggling in that 
area of life. Um, but I'd say that those things were really helpful for me. Absolutely. I think that it's easy to kind of picture a relationship as being better than it actually would be. Like, I'm someone that will definitely kind of, in my head, romanticize things and create what I think it would be like. And then that's Mm -hmm. not always the reality. And so I think that getting kind of in touch with that and recognizing that it's okay to be where you are right now. It's better to be alone than to be with the wrong person. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, you have us single ladies to lean on during this time. So we'll be here for you. Okay. Last question to end on before we're over with is not relationship related. So you guys get a little break from that. Someone asked, what are some advice ideas on how to manage stress? Oh, <laughs> as someone with diagnosed chronic anxiety, I love talking about stress because it is my life. Um, for me personally, something that is really helpful is identifying what is stressing you out, which sometimes is really easy. Sometimes it's not so easy. But whatever that is, give yourself a break from it. For me, I'm the president of my sorority, and that is really great, but it's also really stressful. And slight so, flex right there. Slight flex. <laughs> but I get a lot, a lot, a lot of emails and things that I have to manage. I get to manage. I'm trying to work on my language about that. Um, and so sometimes I'll take one day where I don't answer emails, and that's really helpful because it gives your brain a break from the thing that is causing you stress. I think that we all know face masks, bubble baths, all of that stuff, but sometimes that's not enough to help you when you're really struggling. I think that talking to your friends about what's happening, and I'm always a proponent of therapy and occasionally medication, if that's something that you and your doctor decide is right for you. I think that there's a bit of a stigma around that, especially within Christians, and I think that if you're really struggling with anxiety, you should talk to your doctor and talk to a therapist about it. I completely agree from a mental health aspect that's super important to just be honest about where you're at and get help when you need it like it's okay to admit that you need help because college is hard life is hard and sometimes we need to just admit that we're not doing good and there are resources out there to help you for sure um I would say on a non-mental health aspect though of just stress in general because I know that that's very well known in the college student area um, get a planner and like write stuff down that you need to do. I think that's something that I'm really bad about when I'm really stressed. I'm like, I have so much thoughts in my head and I don't know what I'm supposed to do next. So sometimes just writing down and doing a brain dump of everything that I need to get done is super helpful. And that's something that I would recommend to other people. And also I think that it's really tempting whenever you're really busy in school to be like, I don't have time for anything that's like fun or relaxing, but those things are actually necessary and burnout is a real thing. So if you're just constantly doing school all the time and you don't make time for yourself to like be on your phone or watch Netflix or just like sit there and like in the silence and like be relaxed for a second, then you're going to get burned out and that's just going to make it worse for you. And I just, I would recommend having some time in your day that is just for you and it's relaxing and it's not school related or whatever is making you stressed out Um, because I'd say that that's really important even though it seems like it's putting more on your plate you need to have something that just lets you relax something that I've also been talking to a lot of my friends about recently and kind of working through mentally is that yes it's okay to be plugged in in a lot of things but it's better to be less involved but fully committed to the things that you are involved in um, and so sometimes that means that you have to take a step back in something, whether that's work or a club that you're in or something like that. I think that especially as college students, our whole identity is based on how much we're in, how many friends we have, our grades, things like that. And when it's really taking a toll on your mental health, 
this is kind of a hot take, but I think that it's okay to maybe submit the assignment a little bit late if that means like taking a nap and getting sleep that you haven't gotten in days. Or it's okay to cancel plans with friends or it's okay to miss a meeting for a club. Um, <laughs> I feel like yeah. as cakes at present, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> but like your mental health has a lot more value than people will tell you that it does. And so if you have to be the proponent for yourself that's saying like, I need a break. It's okay if that has consequences because you getting that rest and you getting that time to yourself is, I think, really important, more important than people make it seem. Yeah, I agree for sure. I think that sometimes that's really hard for people to put themselves first in those scenarios because I'm, I feel like I'm pretty good about, like, if I'm just really not feeling it, then I'll be like, I need to reschedule lunch or coffee that I have with a friend because I know that, like, they're not going to care that much. And I, if I'm really feeling that bad, it's not going to go good if I go to that. And so I think just knowing and, like, being honest with yourself for things like that, like, if you have too much on your plate, like, there probably is something that you can take away. And I think it just takes being honest about what that is. And, like, like you said, like, um, if you have too much commitments, like, maybe, like, stop doing a club that you're in. I literally did that last semester. I was definitely, like, stretching myself too thin. I was in a Bible study club that I was a leader for. And I just, I had zero free time, so I know stress all too well from last semester. And dropping that, like, even though I loved it at the time that I was in it, it was a really good decision for me because I have free time now and I'm not dying and my classes and stress. And I think I would just recommend, like, taking a closer look at your schedule. What can I drop out? What can I keep? And just be really honest with yourself. Absolutely agreed. Well, that's all the time we have for today. But if you liked what you heard, make sure to leave us a comment on Instagram. And just remember, ladies, it's okay to be just Just a a bit bit dramatic. dramatic. We'll see you next time. Bye.